Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, February 24th, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. Today, we're talking about a big issue that has been circulating, at least on social media recently, and that has been the debate over the drinking age. In many countries, especially in Europe, in other parts of North America, in Canada, in Mexico, in South America, and a lot of parts of the world, the, the, the drinking age for drinking alcohol is 18 years old. However, in the United States of America the great red, white, and blue country, our drinking age is 21 years old. Therefore, what, what shall, shall we do? Shall America continue to follow in the footsteps of its neighbors? Obviously, it's become an issue when 180,000 Americans are arrested every year for underage drinking. In other countries, they don't have these problems because the drinking age is lower. So this brings up the question of, the, is the 21 drinking age still appropriate today? So to give some context, we want to go back to the history of the drinking age in America. And this all started back after the 21st Amendment uh, was repealed. And the 21st Amendment was the alcohol prohibition. And so after it was repealed uh, in December of 1933, they had to set uh, basically a national drinking age. And that national drinking age was about uh, basically was 21 um, for purchasing alcohol. And that was, you know, the same the same age for voting. And so you can vote at 21 and you're able to purchase alcohol and drink it at 21, too. And that was the same for about a while. Then eventually some states kind of changed to 18 over time because they had some uh, allowed they were allowed to change over time. And in the 80s, you had Mothers Against Drunk Driving, this organization that was basically a bunch of moms and they were fighting against drunk driving because they felt that their kids were dying in car car crashes from drunk drivers, they were drunk drivers, or they were hit by other drunk drivers, and they were trying to. So they're trying to stop this, and they're actually able to uh, convince President Reagan that it would save a lot of lives if we moved the age back up to 21. And then at that point, we had the age of 21 again. Um, and so Reagan signed this into law, and then now the age went back up to 21 again. Um, so the law didn't directly force states to to uh, to increase their drinking age. That's you know the states were allowed to choose that. Uh, always. But the law said that if you didn't increase your ang- drinking age by a certain time, I think it was a few months, maybe to like a year, um, then they would lose about 10% of their highway funding, which kind of makes sense because the government is having uh, to pay for a lot of damages to highways because of these drunk drivers. And so they're saying, well, if you're not going to increase the drinking rage uh, and decrease the amount of uh, crashes we see because of this, then we're going to take away some of your funding. And basically every state, um, saw this as a terrible side effect. So they increased their drinking age 21. It was practically everyone. Um, and then a few years later, it was everyone. So now we have all 50 states have a drinking age of 21. Now we're going to discuss a little bit of the, the arguments for and against. Just be aware, the general American consensus is for keeping the, the drinking age at 21. A recent study by the Center for Alcohol Policy found that 86% of Americans support a, a 21 legal drinking age. So some of the arguments for moving the drinking age to 18 revolve around binge drinking. So in many colleges and universities around the country, 
uh, a lot of kids participate in underage drinking starting at age 18, sometimes even 17 in, in freshman year of college. Um, and, and then they drink in fraternity or sorority parties. They drink in parties throughout college. A lot of this is underage drinking. What this means is people are less exposed to alcohol at younger ages, and they're more likely to binge drink. This is drinking too quickly, too fast to where your systems become, system becomes overloaded with alcohol. Often people can't handle it. So binge drinking is, is, is one of the large contributors to, to intoxicated driving. It's one of the large contributors to intoxicated arrest. Um, so when, when the drinking age is moved lower, proponents say that people will be more used to drinking. Therefore, there'll be less binge drinking, less DWIs, um, and less public intoxication charges. Right. Um, and some, you know, some of the other problems with the, the such a high drinking age is that it leads to a lot of arrests of, you know, young t- of, uh, of 18 year olds and teens, uh, which is, you know, sometimes unwarranted in the fact that, uh, they're just doing the things that kids their age are able to do in other countries. And also it enforces the fact that they're drinking for the first time as a secret, you know, in an unsafe environment instead of in a legal sense, uh, if it was at 18. Another argument against or another argument for changing the drinking age to 18 or lowering the drinking age is the fact that some of the data about the car crashes that was originally used to show that we should change the drinking age to, uh, to increase it, the drinking age is actually somewhat flawed. The, the data showed that uh, that the number of crashes for 18 to 20 year olds decreased. And this is true. However, it also showed that the number of crashes from 21 to 24 year olds increased. And so it kind of basically just took all the deaths from 18 to 20 year olds and car crashes from 18 to 20 year olds because of uh, drunk driving and shifted it over to 21 to 24 year olds. So the problem didn't really lie in the age. It just lied in the fact that drunk driving is dangerous and that any young person uh, driving is inexperienced. And uh, to add on to that, alcohol makes it much worse. And so the age difference really had no uh, impact on that. As Ethan mentioned, there's the main argument that mo- keeping the drinking age higher at a, at, a, at a higher minimum age, like 21, that decreases deaths, traffic deaths. Another argument against that is that uh, since 1982, which was two years prior to, to the act that changed the drinking age to 21, there have been a decline of drunk driving fatalities. So people, d- drunk driving fatalities were declining even before the drinking age was moved up. This means that the decrease in fatalities cannot reliably be contributed to the, the higher minimum legal drinking age. Right. People started using more seatbelts. They learned about the dangers of drunk driving and realized that this was something that they shouldn't be doing. The whole culture around drunk driving kind of shifted. And that could be one of the causes other than the fact that uh, the, the age, dif- the, other than the fact that the legal drinking age increased. So finally, one of the other arguments that people make is the age of majority argument. The age of majority in most U.S. states is 18. In some states, it's 19. But generally, it's below 21. So what does this mean? It means that in most states, people can, or in all states, people can vote at age 18. They can be drafted into the army even before 18. I think it's 17 after you graduate high school. You can be tried in an adult court at age 16 in, in some states. So why can't you drink until 21? Right. There's a popular slogan that's used by people who want to change the lower, uh, change the drinking age, make it lower. They say um, this is in reference to, you know, 18 year olds. It says they serve us. So why can't we serve them saying they serve us, you know, in the military and fight for us, but we can't serve them alcohol. Um, And so it's the fact that 
you know, if we're able to be perceived as an adult and do adult things, why uh, one adult thing like drinking alcohol? Why is that something that we're not given the right to have? Well, on the other side of that, one can argue that there are a lot of other things that you don't get at age 18. You can't gamble at age 18. You can't rent a car until, you know, often age 21 or 25. Um, you can't run to president until 35. So saying that you should be able to do everything at 18, that also applies, applies to other things like gambling. Right. Um, and some of the other reasons why people want to keep the, the drinking age at age 21 is because of the health reasons. And this is really the health reasons. And this is really why it was changed in the first place. Brain development doesn't usually finish or get to the, the fullest stage of an adult until the age of 21. Now, you know, it changes for person to person, but on average, it really isn't until it's at its you know peak full stage until you reach 21. And drinking alcohol, alcohol can affect this brain development and can have, you know, dangerous lifelong impacts on the brain if it's uh, if a lot of alcohol is consumed before, you know, the brain is fully developed. Earlier, we talked about how there's been questionable evidence stating that an older drinking age decreases traffic fatalities. However, that's in the real world. In tests and studies, 100 out of 102 analyses and studies said that a higher legal drinking age decreases traffic fatalities. So the studies continue to back up the argument that you're going to save more lives uh, on the streets and on the roads with a higher drinking age. But if we look at other countries that have a lower drinking age, like in Europe, they even have much lower uh, traffic fatalities than the U.S. does. So, you know, real world examples are really proving the fact that maybe this doesn't have so much an effect on car crashes as we think it does. Um, so it kind of brings up the debate on the fact that should we be making uh, should we make should we be making such a big decision about drinking uh, when it only has to do with one thing, uh, you know, car crashes? We could just, you know, it, first of all, it is illegal to drink. Uh, drink and drive. And if we just make, you know, maybe more of an effort to stop this, then we can still allow young people to, to drink. Um, but that, you know, still opens the door for young people to drink. So it kind of opens the question of what do you prioritize? That's going to conclude this week's episode of The Young Perspective. You can find more of us at ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com. That's our email. We're on Instagram at the underscore young underscore perspective. Our website is theyoungperspective.net. Everybody, please say hi to Vera Fotopoulos, today's guest. Let's thank Alex Schwartz for contributing to our Instagram. Um, and that, that's going to conclude this week's episode. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.